Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PPC Show. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm J.D. Prater. And today is April 3rd, day 27 in COVID countdown uh, containment clock. 27? Really? Is it really? I don't know. It's It's been all March, hasn't it? Or three weeks in March? Nice. I, you know, like I am... Do we have a COVID countdown? We really should. Is, is someone on that? Like that should be like a, a like a one of those standalone pages where you just like go in. Paul, you should do this and sell ads on it. Put some <laughs> AdSense on there and just passively make some money. Okay, passive income, bro. Uh, these are your top headlines in marketing <laughs> um, and COVID times. Although um, and revenue generating ideas from Paul and JD. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you need alternate sources of income during this uh, economic recession that is hitting us. Um, and well, so you took a day off. So you decided you don't even need to work. Uh, yeah, these days. Uh, it's not even so much that like, it's not that I, I don't need to. It's like, man, I'm, I'm tapped. I don't know how anyone else, how everyone else out there listening, but it's, it's kind of exhausting. You know, you're, I'm getting up early. So my, my new schedule looks something around getting up around six ish. I'm working till about eight. And then I'm, uh, well, Meg gets chewed up, gets him fed. And then I take over at eight from uh, eight to 12. He goes down for his nap. And that's when I start working again. So Meg kind of gets the morning shift to like work and he's napping to about two, two thirty. Um, and then Meg takes him, you know, from that time until dinner time. But by the time he's eating dinner, I'm like, I want to be there. So I'm like helping out, getting dinner ready you know, each bath time, then he's down around seven. By that time, you're like, when the house is a wreck, I'm going to go clean the house. And then Meg starts dinner. You finally eat dinner. Then you finally shower. It's like nine. Wow. <laughs> you know, rinse, repeat, you know, so that's like seven days a week. Right. Um, and so there's like, I'm a very introvert. Like I, I, I'm an introvert. And so I need that alone time. Like I need my time. And I don't have that commute anymore. You know, that was kind of part of it, you know, and you're also spending all this time with the person that I love. And, but it's also, it's just tight spaces for spending all of this time plus the dogs. (laughs) Right. So yeah, I just like took off. I took off and, you know, I was able to kind of walk around, you know, not think about work, even though, you know, you still check Slack, you still check your email every now and then, but, um, not being held, you know, accountable really for any like, deliverables that needed to be done right um well that's good everybody should take a day off you know highly uh, encourage it for all of us new people to working from home um you're like well i don't need a vacation this is like a vacation i'm not commuting (laughs) but then after you're like oh no it's just like work and in fact you know you end up those days when you don't eat lunch and then you know you're like it's dinner time and i haven't even like really done anything Uh, and yeah if you eat lunch quick and then you got a pile of dishes so establishing those routines is good and you need time off just like you did if you're going to the office. So that's a great idea. Great point. People don't forget to take your time off. It uh, is. And, you know, and I, and, and this is, I say this too, like if you have the ability to take that time off, I don't want to be insensitive. When I saw, you know, some of these jobless claims hit another record high. Um, but you know, and I think that is also weighing on me, right? I mean, all of this, that, that's just right. like work and family, but then you, you, you kind of think the broader family I've got, you know, two sisters that work uh, in medical offices that are, essential, you know, they are essential employees. And so they're going in, you know, and I'm, uh, and it's, it's tough too, because like, that's just a lot of, you know, kind of added stress that, um, you know, I was like, Hey, have you guys been tested? And you guys are, you know, in like the belly of this. And they're like, no, can't get tested unless you show symptoms. 
Right. And you're like, but you could be asymptomatic and passing it along to everyone that you're in contact with. And they're like, yeah, they're pretty, pretty stingy with those testing, you know? And that's like, I don't know, just builds and compounds. So, yeah, it, I don't know how the healthcare workers are doing it. Um, I read a New York times did a, a piece. I think it was them. They followed around some folks that are in the uh, EMT. So the fire department, you know, they have the ambulance and EMT. I think they're called the EMT. Yeah. Paramedics. I always mix them up. One of them is like the one the fire department does, I think. Either way, I mean, these folks, it's a brutal job all day and they have to wear all this stuff now. And like they used to just, if you know, you called and said like, oh, I can barely breathe. They would just like, you know, run in your house and start trying to save you. Now they like knock on your door and you can't come outside. They like yell at you from the front lawn and like <laughs> try to diagnose you. And their job, they said, is to talk you into not going to the hospital because hospitals are all full. And oh, man, unless you're like ready to die in the moment, uh, they don't want you going to the hospital, which you can't blame them because they said if we take you, they're just going to like look at you and then send you back home because they unless you need like super urgent care because people are still like, you know, having strokes and heart attacks and accidents. So that stuff hasn't stopped. So, yeah, crazy times, crazy times. Uh, but people are watching a lot more uh, Netflix, according to uh, Nielsen. Eighty-five percent of America is now uh, streaming video. That's for the first three weeks of March. So, I mean, it's that's like one up. business, yeah, I mean, doing well up year over year. But you know what they're watching, Paul? Tiger King. These are my people. Joe right. Exotic, Oklahoma extraordinaire. I mean. The guy ran for governor and got like 20% of the vote. I mean, what a winner. What a winner. I'm the only person on the planet apparently has not watched. Oh Tiger my gosh, King. Paul, what are you doing with your life? It is like a cultural moment that <laughs> people will remember because there's like PPE, like everybody now knows what PPE is and everybody knows what a, a ventilator is. Yeah. Like these are things 2020 things i think tiger king is also one of them so at some point i will i will watch this series good well please do it soon so we can talk about it because i'm dying over (laughs) here i have so many memes that i'm ready to send you (laughs) well and i got this number wrong the 85 percent. it's an 85 percent increase year over year yeah yeah increase right i see it now not 85 percent of the u.s 85 percent year over year increase i yeah makes total sense to me um and have you been doing these webinars? I haven't been doing a ton of streaming. I'm like the only person on the on the planet. But I have been doing like a zillion webinars. Have you been doing that? Yeah, this is actually like funny because, uh, you know, we're having this team, you know, meeting and we're like, hey, we should like put together some webinars. I'm like, you know, and I was like, no one's watching webinars. No one cares. As I signed up for three this week. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. All right. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I, I think as long as the, like, you know, catchy title, good content, but also just, like, relevant. You know, the ones that I were watching, they were put on by a company called, like, Reforge, and it was, like, a B2B growth in turbulent times. And they were looking at, like, really up-to-date metrics and really trying to provide as much uh, advice as they could. So they had ProfitWell, which does, like, SaaS subscription monitoring, and so they were showing how these companies were growing and, you know, kind of seeing their churn. You know, they had uh, advertising specialists really talking about top of funnel and bottom funnel. What are they seeing with CPM, CPC, CTR? You know, it's like, and it's just kind of like my world's colliding. And I really loved it. And it was 90 minutes. And I it took me a couple of days to get through it. But I finally got through it. 
moved on to their B2C growth in turbulent times. And then I signed up for this other one, uh, which was around, uh, you know, subscription marketing. And I just, I'm just trying to keep up. Like, you know, these are right. also customers, you know, and advertisers of Quora, but also just, it's just highly relevant, useful information. So yeah, I've been signing up. What about you? Yeah, um, let's see. <clears throat> My favorite ones, there was one by Mixpanel. Oh, um, nice. Uh, you know, kind of product metrics. Uh, they have a new product though that lets you kind of point at a certain product launch and a date and an event in Mixpanel and say like, huh. did this change behavior? Like, was this a su- successful product launch? And then they do a bunch of like advanced statistics to be like, yes, like these people who used it when then on to use the product this much more than this like control group hmm. who used it but didn't go on to use it again. And like, you move the usage of this cohort, like the active cohort, up by this percentage. So it's, it's really good and really easy to use. I actually went through the webinar and then set it up and used, uh, I think, Ad Creative Widget, one of our widgets we launched I don't know, over a year ago, um, and really did see, like, oh, yeah, people who, like, tried that feature out at launch that used to use, say, they made, like, four edits a day or something. It went up to, like, 4.8 edits per day, hmm. like, after launch, something That's like cool. that. Yeah, it was really cool. So that was one... And then the other, so Frank Valles, 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 yeah. I never know how to say his name. Uh, he's the CEO of Optimizer. He's super, you know, former Google guy, really into AdWords optimization. Uh, I think he coordinated this webinar. It was like a PPC chat group. Um, uh, Hannapin, Jeff Allen yep. uh, was on there too. A few other folks. Um, basically, it was like, what are you seeing in Corona times? And the thing that it was really interesting is... Uh, there's kind of like an overlay of the, all the different dates when different things were announced and then what happened in mm. like Google performance. So like when, you know, we declared a national emergency was like this date and then in their tool, they actually like put the dates on your charts as like lines, vertical lines on your chart. So you oh, could wow. see like, cool. oh, this was the day, you know, U.S. declared this and here's when Italy went into lockdown and then you could see, you know, movements. So. That was pretty cool. But yeah, so those are two webinars I saw recently. Yeah. I mean, if you're out there l- listening and you're obviously listening to podcasts, which uh, I think we've all seen pod- the stats that podcast listening is down, but you're still listening to the PPC show, uh, let us know if you've uh, watched any webinars. Like, just like chat them to us or tweet them to us. That would be interesting. I'm, I'm always, for some reason, down to listen to webinars right now. Don't know what's changed and why, but right. yeah, I'm yeah. into it. And it is weird podcasting is down i mean i would have guessed it's going to go through the roof because people are at home more but no it was all that commute time yeah and all those hours people spent on their way to work i talked to a bunch of folks in fact one of the interviews i did for the ppc show it's the same thing the guy's like yeah no commute no podcast so uh, i've been trying to run every morning before work so i go for a run and that's when i listen to a podcast but i don't my commute used to be uh, 90 minutes each way. So I ain't running for 180 minutes a day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Come on, Paul. <laughs> right. Start marathon uh, running, maybe. I'll go for a quick three hour run. Yeah. I mean, my podcast listening is down too. I mean, I, I have to like really like make time for it. Uh, maybe that's why I'm turning to webinars because I, I'm, I'm scratching that itch, right? Uh, this is a good, this is part of that jobs to be done framework. Apparently I was hiring podcast when I was driving, you know, and that, that yeah. was actually what I was hiring podcast to do was to fill my commute boredom. 
Well, the other thing is you're now in front of a desktop computer or at least like a laptop screen a lot more rather than your phone. So they've, you know, one of the articles this week we talk about is just this big change in usage. Um, So uh, Search Engine Land talked about how desktop search is like booming because obviously people are at home. Like myself, I actually use a big old Mac desktop that I've had that I love for years um, all day now. And that's webinars are more visual than podcasts. So yeah. that's probably yeah. one reason. Definitely. Uh, I would definitely say it's device related outside of just the commute. But uh, yeah, I agree with Microsoft advertising. Microsoft saying, hey, desktop searching is up as people are on their computers more when they're at home. So yes, it seems like uh, these trends that I keep seeing are desktop is up, TV watching is up, and then all the social media networks are seeing record engagement and growth as well. So it's like, yeah. I guess once we actually get on our computers, we're just going to these, our, our, our corners of our online community, uh, because I think we're all seeing growth. I mean, I mean, I know Cora has, and I've seen Facebook and Twitter say the same thing. And, and uh, in, that, in that same Search Engine Land article, there's a few different trends. So one is desktop, another is customer journeys are longer. So it's taking people longer to make decisions about purchasing. So that might have impacts to your look-back right. windows or your attribution models. Um, they don't talk about it here, but obviously it's uh, a burgeoning uh, recession slash depression. So people are holding on to money more. Uh, discretionary income is probably going down. A lot of people are getting laid off. A lot of people submitting for unemployment. So um, I think decision-making for purchases is definitely taking a little bit longer. And then they had a few insights in like specific categories, um, which are pretty, some are pretty obvious, like travel. If you're doing travel, that's a rough category to be in. But if you are doing something travel related, terms like cancelable in the ad copy is, is really doing well um, hmm. for obvious reasons. People feeling safe about making a decision if they're going to have to go ahead and cancel it if, if we're not back to work by Easter, like some have talked about. Um, and then some of the others, obviously, I'm going to read them all. Retail, financial services, um, automotive. <laughs> it's a great point in general they make in here, too, that like right now it's not about trying to close deals because you're just not going to close deals right now. So what can you do to build top funnel, build brand awareness, build relationship, educate, uh, form connections with new potential buyers when this is over? You know, How can you still build value with your consumers even though you can't sell them something for the next 30 60, 90 days, depending on how long this lasts. Very true, man. Very true. Because, uh, you know, kind of uh, switching gears over here, Gartner came out the report, 65% of CMOs are preparing for budget cuts, right? So it's not just the consumers that are holding on to money. It's also businesses too, Um, you know, and of course, this is CMO, so most of you guys are marketers that are listening to this. You know, COVID-19 is definitely taking, uh, taking a hit. It's making an impact, right? So those budgets, whether that's advertising, that could be event marketing, you know, I'm thinking through hiring, right? I mean, all of those things are probably, hiring is probably going to be on a freeze, maybe slowing down, maybe not as many roles, you know, like what are the must-have roles? I think events, as we've all seen I would be surprised if a conference happens and I'd be even more surprised that I'd be willing to go to a conference <laughs> in the right. fall. Like I'm just, I'm questioning all of that. And then I think advertising budgets come back. I just think that uh, right now it's just being cautious. Yeah. I was reading actually Harvard business review because I'm fancy. Uh, yeah, did are. a, uh, did a story about recessions 
And, you know, I don't know, did we talk about this last week? Old men like us have been through three recessions. Um, I think we touched on it, but not like in, uh, keep going. Well, so, you know, 2001 bubble burst. I was fresh out of college. Um, Couldn't get a job because there were none. Uh, I became a bartender at a ski resort for a few years before I, you know, came into the the real working world um, in advertising sales. Then 2008, the financial crisis. Um, and now it's 2020, the, you know, COVID-19 crisis. So, you know, if you're 40 ish, you've kind of been through this twice before. And, you know, while it stinks, especially if you're somebody who just got laid off and you have bills and a mortgage and it can be super stressful. The other two times this happened, it all turned around and, you know, it was a real slog for some folks, but, you know, at the end markets come back and jobs come back. So, being through before actually makes me feel better. Where when I first started, I was like, oh my God, what if the market this? And what if like there's no jobs? And I was like, oh wait, that happened to me after I graduated yes. college. Like there were no jobs for years. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have a mortgage and kids. Yeah. And I still don't. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm feeling I, fine. <laughs> I have both of those. Uh, and it, I, I, th- I think it's just, it, it's kind of tough. I think we as people, maybe, I mean, Americans specifically, if you want, but it's like, we're not great at change. People don't like change. People don't like disruption, especially when it's change that you, there's no end in sight. That's harder. If you were to tell me in six months and from now, we'll be, we'll be getting back. But like we can't even predict that far in advance, right? We just right. keep going two weeks out, a month out. You know, we'll see what happens then. We'll reevaluate and we'll keep you updated. You know, California just shut down all the schools, and you're just like, what? <laughs> like, uh, okay, so am I now a teacher? You know, and it's like, right. uh, it's just hard. But uh, going yes, back to you like, are. that is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Every parent is. I feel for them. I don't know how you're doing it, but. Those long days. Long days. It's long days. But uh, like going back to this Gartner piece, you know what they recommend though, Paul? So if you're out there in the marketing team, they recommend that marketing executives create a tiger team. Oh, there you go again. <laughs> tiger team, Paul. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a, But basically, if you've never heard of tiger team, which I haven't, all I could think of is Joe Exotic and how I'm so excited for Paul to watch Tiger King. But uh, it's it's a team that's going to get together, create a plan uh, in order to be ready to function amid budget cuts, right? So you're already putting together uh, and start prepping, you know, for what could potentially happen, right? And you have to start thinking about this stuff now in order to make that hard decision a month, two months, three months from now, if you haven't already made those tough decisions. And it is funny, again, going through this a few times, it is funny because, you know, in 2008, a lot of us... So we were forecasting quarters. You know, if you're an exec team, you get together and you're like, oh, what are we going to do next quarter? I don't know, 10% more than this quarter. Sounds good. And that's your <laughs> forecast. And then everything flows down from like, you know, your sales targets, your uh, your quarterly budgets. It's all like, well, we'll do 10% better than last quarter in a mature business where you're not hockey sticking. And, you know, so that's, it was like 10 years ago, you know, 2008. Then 2008 hits and we're all like, oh my God, how we were so unprepared. And it's like, well... Basically, our whole forecast was everything will stay the same. We'll pretty much do what we did last quarter. And then, you know, every now and then someone be like, but we have that new marketing campaign or, you know, we just hired some somebody. You like, okay, 11% or 9%. But, and then after that, we're like, we'll never do that again. Like, you know, it's too hard to forecast. The world's too unstable. And then you forget about it all. Ten years go by and then all of a sudden, boom, the market tr- collapses. And you're like, why, why didn't I put any uh, thought into what would I do if the market collapsed? But... If you did, and this is what the Harvard Business Review said, 
the companies that come out of recessions come out much stronger, tend to perform really well. So if you have that mindset, at least, of like, how can I get through this um, and come out the other side even stronger, it's a better mindset to have than like, oh, there's nothing I could do. Uh, Granted, if you're like a cruise ship company, you know, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Come out the other side of it. but, um, But actually, you know, in times of crisis, that's when things change. And usually that's when people and companies grow, experiment, learn. I mean, how many teachers that you would never think could figure out how to get on a Zoom call are now running online classrooms? You know, my parents, I was on a Zoom call with my parents yeah. and my 92-year-old aunt. You know, that, that stuff just would never happen if stuff like this didn't happen. So nobody wishes this, but, you know. I mean, how many companies helps. in a company slash, uh, we could even say, uh, you know, revenue growth came from the Great Recession. I mean, you think about all of these companies that have were started in 2009, 2010, 2011, and whether they got bought, whether they went public, it's a lot of like wealth generation that happened. Um, so maybe, maybe we're at the forefront. I mean, I, I mean, like you said, day 27, maybe, but like it's a little early right. to be saying that. But I, I think in you know, find the opportunity, and who knows, this could be your time to start that business you've always wanted to. You know, who knows. We'll see. And it's a it's a time if you're if you're in an existing business with a customer base and new customers in your pipeline, you know, let's face it, a lot of sales pipelines are pretty empty right now. Um, use the time to do something useful. So let's clean up Salesforce or try out a new tool or go take some courses on deal negotiation or like now it's time to disrupt your routine because it you have the time, so to speak. And if you just kind of sit there and be like, oh, man, I'm just I'm going to work two deals instead of 20. Well, you know, instead of that, why don't you try to learn Japanese and go tackle the Japan market? I don't know. Like, really, (laughs) it's time to get creative, folks. (laughs) I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I mean, this is, um, you know, uh, being a little self-promotional here, I wrote a blog looking at um, insights from from Quora. And, you know, it was like uh, COVID adjacent. Right. So meaning this is happening, COVID but like what we saw was people looking to things. So like video conferencing up a like 800%, right? Toilet paper up, bidets <laughs> up, right? Uh, but you see how it's impacting other search behavior. You see what people are going to. Uh, it's really interesting. I mean, we saw Zoom just take off, but like Microsoft Teams, I mean, who would have thought Microsoft right. Teams on, on Quora was up like 300%. Um, so like, yeah, they're all up, you know, all these productivity tools, if that's, if you work for them, like, man, I hope like you're, you're probably doing a lot of acquisition and crazy growth right now. But, um, you know, it's, that's really what we're seeing, uh, people kind of gravitate towards, uh, even, even on Quora, they're like looking for answers about zoom and Asana and Trello and looking at password managers, last passes up, you know, um, It's crazy. VPNs are up. You know, it's like all of these new normal things. And if you're in tech and you've been in a startup that's you live and breathe kind of all these tools, it's like no big deal. But recently I've had opportunity to to go into some other companies um, and take a look around where they're not kind of, I don't say digitally native. That's what we used to say to describe companies who were like still printing stuff out and sending uh, faxes to each other. But maybe like online native or like work from home native. Sure. Um, it's like really challenging. Work from home native. Ooh. Work from home native. Yeah. But there's got to be a better remote name than that. Native, native remote. remote. There. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. If you're okay. part of the 
native remote generation. <laughs> then all you know, Slack and Zoom calls are like, yeah, that's every day for me. There's a lot of companies that like, again, there's uh, a, f- a friend of my former coworker who's Italian. He's back in Italy where it's ooh, crazy pants right now, and his family's in the food business, so that's essential service, and they're working, and he can't get back to the U.S. because uh, travel was frozen, so he couldn't come back here for his, like, U.S. job. Um, so he's in Italy helping out his dad, who runs, I think it's, like, 200-person, f- like, food company. It's, like, a big company. And he's setting up Zoom, and he's setting up wireless routers, and he's teaching people how to, like, use one pass. And this is, like, a 100-year-old food business in Italy. And most people are like, I don't know how to, you know, turn on the computer still. So there is this, like efficiency revolution that's happening right now yeah because you have to be more efficient because people are getting laid off and it's crazy i mean i got my dad so my dad uh let's see he'll be 65 this year um we're in like a family chat my sister set up her netflix for him so he could watch tiger king we're checking in (laughs) on him and uh dad what'd you think you know it's pretty good i i i think david spade should play him in the next movie then his next tweet is, hold on, I have to go into a WebEx meeting. Be back around 1.30. And you're like, what? My dad, like a WebEx meeting? It's, like, it's hilarious, right? So he's getting into this meeting. Youngest sister responds, Zoom greater than WebEx, right? right. Dad responds, Zoom gets hit with porn. <laughs> That's yep. all he knows, right? I mean, it's, I'm just glad that he's texting. I'm glad that he's embracing technology to get his job right. done. Like he's working, his boss told him just to like stay home and work, right? So he works for Oklahoma State University, OSU. Um, so thankfully his boss is taking it serious and he's staying home and he's joining the WebEx meeting. Nice. <laughs> the we- I feel like that's what older people should be on. Yeah, Maybe they, WebEx, they should be on WebEx. You know, some yes. Cisco products. Yes, exactly. Um, that what, this porn bomb thing. Oh, it's hilarious! Has really been sweeping the internet too. Like I don't know if any if anybody's actually had it happen. And I'm guess it's just like when someone's sharing their screen, they just like put porn on and share their screen. Is that the idea? You know, I don't. I don't think it's a real <laughs> hack. I think it's literally just like it's an open webinar and someone joins correct. and shares their screen. That's so, correct. So now you can now lock your meetings, right? So Zoom has already said like. We've, if you update to the newest thing, we're helping with this. We've uh, already optimized. So there's a participant list. Now you have this setting where you can lock it. No one new can now get into this. Hopefully that helps the, right. the bombing of coming in late and then just putting up a bunch <laughs> right. of porn, which is, I mean, right. just come on, people, really? Like, this is what you want to do in your free time. But uh, but I do like how they call it being hacked. Like, there's, that's know. what this, that generation especially. Like, well, it gets hacked. Like, my parents said the same thing. I'm like... What are you talking about? You read a headline, you know? It's yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. What else in the marketing world? What else is happening? Yeah. Um, Well, we talked about. Do you want to stay with COVID, or do you want to go with like a a new announcement? uh, Well, let's just finish up this kind of COVID, Google, Twitter stuff because we we brought it up mm, last week, two weeks ago. uh, All the networks pretty much said can't advertise COVIDy things. Um, There's too much spam too much abusive stuff happening and now some of the networks are kind of rolling back some of those policies so that some things can be uh you can at least mention covid in your like ad copy without getting instantly rejected man this one i i'm i I, this is slippery man that is a slippery slope uh what they're allowing because they're also allowing uh like uh political 
um, parties and, you know, uh, what is it like, what are they called? Packs? Yeah. Packs. Um, mm-hmm. to like be a part of this. I don't know. I just, I don't, I see this as going very wrong for them. Um, rather than just blocking it completely. I know that they've been trying to say the positive things that are going to come from this, but I, I think this is like really dangerous in my opinion. Um, yeah. yeah. In any way, but then Twitter as of like a day, like this morning. Yeah. Like this morning changed their stance too. Uh, they got like a, a Susan Winograd, a uh, friend of the show is now the PPC reporter for search engine land wrote this article. And so she's got some, some nice screenshots, but it's like, they are now like, uh, they said like you could do it as long as it was like, Oh, you're sorry. You couldn't do it as long as, uh, the only exceptions were like public service announcements that coming from trusted it and approved third parties. As of this morning, that's been just like reversed. Now brands are allowed to like talk about it as much as they want, which is, right. again, that's where misinformation comes from, right? I mean, I fell for a few. I fell for the breathing one. Did you fall for the breathing one? Oh God, one? What, the, what now? The hold your breath for 10 seconds means you don't have coronavirus. Paul, damn it. <laughs> I know, I know. This is, well, this is why fake news and misinformation is so powerful because even if you think you're smart and woke, they get you. It was very convincing. It was one of those, like, my girlfriend showed me this thing, and it's like, looks like a text, and it's like, oh, I'm an emergency room doctor at, like, Harvard Medical, and we treated, or in Italy or something like that. This was, like, weeks ago when it first started, to be fair. This was not recently. This was in the very <laughs> beginning. And it was like, oh, in Italy, we've, you know, it's like, the lungs are compromised, and if they're compromised, like, patients can't generally hold their breath for more than 10 seconds. And I was like, well, all right, Balls that sounds great. Yeah, we all did it. And like her mom, uh, we were like, oh, just hold her breath. And then it came out on the news. Like, it's totally fake. And I was like, that's it. And now literally anything I see, I start with a position of non-belief until I go see if it's from like CDC, New York Times, like someone who I trust. Yeah. But literally, because people keep like posting stuff and I'm like, I I don't care what it says and how smart you are. I don't believe it. Yeah. I mean, here's some crazy stats too. Um, So... There is a new COVID-19 related tweet every 45 milliseconds. Oh, geez. And I don't understand this at all because I don't know what number one is. Hashtag coronavirus is the second most used hashtag of 2020. What is number one? (laughs) I'm so, what? What's number one? Uh, But I I do want to clarify, they are still uh, automatically rejecting any ads that contain the keywords of coronavirus COVID, just so you know. Like advertising still a no. Organically, they're going to allow some of the stuff to go. So, Gotcha. Um, Now we can talk about some new stuff. Uh, What do you got? YouTube or Reddit? You you pick. Let's do YouTube because, uh, you know, people love the TikTok uh, the TikTok, the youths, um, which is funny because I, I always thought my sister, the youngest one, she's now 30, uh, grew up in that Snapchat generation. And I'm right. like, hey, you got the tip, the, the uh, TikTok? And she's like, no, I don't use that. You know, so this is definitely like she's now feeling old, right? This is like right. the younger generation. This is the high schoolers, right? Uh, but now YouTube is calling shorts, shorts which is like, I just think of shorts, like I'm wearing shorts. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the name, but uh, it's a new YouTube feature, which is uh, reportedly going to be live inside their mobile app. 
and it's going to be showcasing a feed of content in a very TikTok similar manner. So it's not yeah. been officially announced. This is like, uh, you know, someone maybe internally leaked this, but I'm interested. I'm interested because if there's anyone that could compete, right? So Instagram could ish, right, with some of their things. But if they're going to get hit hard from YouTube with 2 billion, I mean, they got like billions of users, I think 2 billion downloads globally um, for uh, YouTube, which is more, way more than TikTok. Then you've got Instagram coming at them from the other side. Like it's going to be, I'm interested to see if they can push, like push them out, right? If they come at them from both sides, can all three flourish? Where does Snapchat fit in all this? I mean, what say you, Paul? Uh, there are 2 billion users on YouTube. That is correct. I thought that was the TikTok number, but you correctly fixed my typo. <laughs> so, Because um, TikTok has 800 million-ish users uh, compared to the 2 billion uh, by YouTube. Good job uh, ignoring what I wrote and using the right information. Um, I still want to use TikTok because uh, I'm still yeah. convinced yeah. it's backdoor on your phone. Um, number two, it is starting to like pervade kind of pop culture so i was watching last week tonight with john oliver and now all his little like kind of pop culture videos are very often tiktoks and he's using <laughs> that language like oh and then in this tiktok and that tiktok and this so you know and he's like a 50 something dude uh, and i'm guessing most of the people who watch like last week tonight are like middle-aged folks <laughs> um so it's really starting to pervade yeah you know, like mass culture um and so, and I don't know if this makes that big of a difference. Cause like, if you think of Instagram stories, like they're almost like TikToks. They're like short. Sure. If it's a video, it's like a short video and it like loops. Um, but so I feel like it's similar enough that like, if you're into TikTok style videos, you could always go get that on Instagram. Instagram has like all the licensed music also incorporated, which is like a big thing. I guess TikTok has that YouTube is going to also have. So like you can also play like real music. Um, so yeah, to your point though, you got Facebook on one side, Google on the other, and they're both going to go after the TikTok business super aggressively. Um, we'll see though. You know how it is. It's like when the kids use something, it becomes popular. And can they convert that into a long-term viable product or will the kids move on to something else? Um, and TikTok just captured this moment in time. There'll be like people from the age of like 13 to 21 or something like that. This is going to be what they use for the next 10 years. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, until, you know, Facebook or Google buys them. <laughs> you know, that's what's interesting. Like, you know, you think about, um, you know, like the Facebook generation and right. I mean, that was kind of, kind of us, right. We kind of were like the first, like the Facebook generation and they're still sticking around. I, I just think, you know, it looks a little bit different, but, yeah, it's like 55 plus now. Yeah, now it's just a bunch of yeah. bunch of olds. The olds, but uh, right, the the old heads, <laughs> the, the cotton heads. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'm interested. I, I, you know, again, I think this is just more fun to talk about. You know, because I, I still question a lot of their growth. I still question a lot of their churn. Um, right. I read these articles that they have a good moat. You know, and I think I think that they've just been able to buy a lot of downloads. And then that number looks really good because advertisers are like, wow, you know, we have 500 million. But I'm like, but like how many are sticking around? How many are good? How many of those are bots? You know, like that's what I'm interested in because they use a lot of, you know, when it's a a lot of anonymous and stranger based rather than like your friends based algorithm, 
Right. I mean, and I could be on there and you could be on there and, you know, you could have fake names, right? And, and no one ever know, really. And so you can kind of right. create a bunch of users that don't really exist. I'm not saying they're doing that. I'm not saying that they're not doing that. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> I, I just wonder. Right. Well, it does feel counter to like you. I always think right now would be a great time to have a non-anonymous social network, which I guess is kind of like Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, you know, you're like your face is plastered on everything you say, but, uh, Cora, so it, throwing it out Cora, there, throwing it out yeah. there. Real name policy. Reddit, uh, actually Reddit. No, Reddit Reddit's is like anonymous. way more anonymous. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a good transition. The last story we have yeah. today, there's a nice little feature by Reddit, although they do describe themselves as like the place people go for answers. So do you feel insulted? Cause Cora is clearly <laughs> the place people go for answers. No, I think, uh, I think it's different, right? I mean, Reddit's definitely more forum based. Uh, you know, people are going there for maybe, um, a forum, right? So Paul, you, you said that you, you're a Reddit user. I mean, you're probably not yeah. in a 20 different subreddits. You're probably in more like five subreddits. PPC. Yeah, PPC. PPC. Um, subreddit's a good one. Um, but, you know, within Quora, you could see 20 different topics of questions, and you can come there for a very long tail-specific query that you're, like, looking for, right? So uh, it's it's different. It's just, it's just a different way of having information shared where um, they're doing it more in comment, more in thread. We're doing it more as, like, a long-form answer nothing's better or worse it's just different it's just different it's a different way of going about it you've been asked this question before uh well they have a new feature reddit polls so you can now it's similar like a twitter poll yeah if you've taken one on twitter it looks pretty much the same uh but it's a new it's not an ad type it's just a post type so it's organic but it's it's something yeah you know i think and i think this is uh the real difference here right i mean they're really obviously after more of a you know, it's, it's opinion-based content, right? I mean, this really is around engagement. This really is around getting a poll where we're really trying to get the, you know, experts the best answer to your question. Not saying that that can't happen in a poll, but this is really more of a an engagement play. Right. Yeah, their example was who who's going to win the Super Bowl? So yeah. it's not like a super informed opinion type thing. It's just like, you know, how many fans for whoever it was, Kansas City or San Francisco were there. Sure. So. And eventually they'll monetize it. Then brands will be able to run their own polls, right? I mean, you, you can see the playbook. <laughs> right. Launch it, get a lot of adoption, show brands how it can be used, make brands pay for it, right? <laughs> and people do, I, you know, it's funny. People love simple polls, but like the Twitter ones don't seem to do well. <laughs> Every now and then someone tries to do a Twitter poll. I always like I them. I, I usually fill them out. Yeah. I usually fill them out. I always like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard. I, I'm always surprised that they don't give them more engagement. But um, right. when you see a good poll, sometimes like that are pretty funny or like they're legitimately asking you, and you're like, right. yeah, this and is it's good. quick and easy. Yeah. Yeah. I never, not never, rarely do they get the engagement I would think they'd get. But well, that is kind knows. of interesting. Maybe I'll have to take yeah. this back to the product team. <laughs> Take this back to the Quora team. Like, I imagine a world, Paul, where <laughs> this is how you have to start every product meeting. Imagine a world where you had a, a question that had a hundred answers, and then there was like a poll in there, you know, with like, what, what is the best SaaS product for PPC, whatever it is, right? And there was, right. it was more like a a poll there, and I, you know, people could vote. I use this one. I use this one. Of course, people can probably right. game it. You have to figure that part out, but uh. I could see that being useful. I could. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. All right, put JD on the product team. Um, those, <laughs> those are all the stories we have for you in marketing and COVID and, and life in our personal work from home uh, stories. If you, uh, if you want more, you can always head over to uh, blog.adsage.io and sign up for the newsletter. I think we need a new outro. Yeah, I think that blog.adstage call to action is it's getting boring. Um, I'll think of a new outro. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Yeah, that's true. Just tell a fr- just go virtually hug a friend. That's what I would say. Okay. Today's today's outro. Just go tell someone you love them. Make it. Aww. You know, this is great. Yeah, I, I mean, it's what we need right now. I, I I think we need more more time with friends and family. I don't know if you listen to again to our favorite pivot podcast, but it's like, you know, like those that that social interaction in that community. It really does lead to a lot of happiness, and being cut off from that is tough. So Zoom your parents, Zoom your friends, don't bomb them with porn, and have a good weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everyone.